One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Poddiva. Hello, Pod Diva listener. I'm Roxy Bordeal. I'm the editor of Diva magazine. And for this week's episode, we have such a treat in store for you. I interviewed stand-up comedian, actor, author and outrageous flirt, Rosie Jones, for the cover of Diva's January Queer Joy issue. Rosie is a proud, disabled lesbian. She has cerebral palsy, which affects her speech and mobility. And in this conversation, we talk about the life-changing power of representation. Rosie shares her coming out story, and things get really juicy when Rosie opens up about her dating life. I hope this episode brings you a fabulous dose of queer joy. So have a listen, and then go and grab a copy of the January issue of Diva. Hi, Rosie. Hello, how are you? I'm so good, Rosie. I'm Roxy from Diva. It's so great to meet you. Oh, my God. I can't believe how glamorous you look at 10 a.m. <laughs> well, I had a date with Rosie Jones. I had to make an effort. I mean, it's already... Down to a great start. I've made an effort to watch my hair, so that's a good start. But I've run out of time to properly dry it. So, so far, I'm out of my league. <laughs> oh, honey, I love that we are flirting right from the start, by the way, Rosie. I mean, I think you're working the kind of just got out of bed. Oh, hey, honey, did we have a call? <laughs> I love it. You look great. So two more things. I got a cold which I know is a hundred percent not COVID because I've had those swaps twice a day this week. So it has not everywhere. That's why. <laughs> and I am... Um, Sorry. And last thing, before I stop being so shit, is my room might sound a bit echoey because I just bought a new flat. Hello. Hello, I But I currently have shit all in it, like nothing. So I'm in a big, hollowy, echoey room. And for that, I am sorry. But also, I just slipped in that I bought a flat, so. You did. You're looking even more attractive, Rosie. A homeowner in London? Get in. I know. I know. I bought in the only 
just thought of a place open so. Very good. Congratulations. Thank you. It's like having my own baby in that whenever I leave it, I go and then they come back and it's on fire. Like, <laughs> like I don't trust myself to own a flat. No, but I do. I do. You do. That's amazing. That's so good. I mean, you own your own flat. You're having an amazing career, and you're on the cover of Diva Magazine, Rosie. You're winning at life. That was a great segue. I really, uh, oh my God, we should get married. On that segue <laughs> alone. Um, yeah, honestly, growing up as a closeted little gay, little gay lady, every time I saw a diva magazine, I thought, that looks so cool. And uh, the people on the cover were often so cool and attractive and successful. And to be able to be on the cover, I'm a bit like, how? How did they run out of cool, attractive, successful people? And then they thought, ah, well, I'm Rosie. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. We, I really wanted to do like a queer joy issue for January to beat the January blues and honestly you're my first choice who's more queer and joyful who's better for the cover of that issue than you thank you so much yeah it when I got the email I screamed because as a gay woman in the media it's just a massive honour and a milestone to be on the cover. So, yeah, I'm going to go around buying every single copy I can. Do it. Go for it, Rosie. Then you'll be the sellout cover star because you'll have bought all the issues. Even yeah. <laughs> easy, right? That's my mission. <laughs> oh, it's so great to speak to you, Rosie. Honestly, I'm such a fan. Look at us flirting away. I'm such a fan, Rosie. You're absolutely awesome. And I've been doing like, you know, a deep dive, a deep Rosie Jones dive, listening to all your interviews, watching all your stuff. And it's been a pleasure and a privilege. Gosh, you are awesome. You know, everything I say on TV and interviews, it's all true. Like, I'm so happy to be doing what I'm doing. I do still pinch myself and I can't believe that it's literally my job to make people laugh. It's a dream. It is, it's absolutely dreamy. Were you, what were you like as a kid, Rosie, growing up in Bridlington, a fellow Yorkshire lass? Were you always very funny? Were you always a performer? Where are you from? I'm from Leeds. Hey, but what's Yorkshire and East Yorkshire? There's 
There's a rival. There is. It's a bit Romeo and Juliet suddenly, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll patch it out with our parents. <laughs> and we'll make it work. Yeah. Personality-wise, growing up, I cannot stress to you how similar I am now. Like, my personality has not changed from being four. Like, I was a celebrity of my primary school. Everybody knew me. And then they got bullied. And I always had friends, but I always preferred the company of adults. In that, I thought I was too good for kids. Like, I, even from being four, five, six, I was like, why would I go outside where it's cold and run around for no reason? when I can sit inside, have a cup of tea, and just have a lovely chat with my teacher's assistant. I always loved making people laugh. Unfortunately, I was one of those annoying people who used to talk all the time and the teachers would be like, Rosie, um, have you done your work? And i go, yeah, yeah, because I was annoyingly quick. So I put my head down, get all the work done, and then just chat to different people. I loved school so much, but in terms of sexuality, that came a lot later. And I think it's because I was already disabled, so I already stood out. Everyone knew me as, oh, Rosie, the happy disabled one. In hindsight, I didn't know how I could be Rosie, the happy disabled one, who was also very gay. Like, that felt too much for my um, person, for myself, but secondly, for my little seaside small-minded town. So although I didn't come out till I was 26, 27, growing up it was never, ever, ever boo-hoo was me. Um, I'm gay, but I can't tell anyone. It was literally like, oh, I really like her face. Oh, I really like to kiss her. What does that mean? 
Oh, I don't know. Let's deal with that next week. And let's just eat some shepherd's pie. Like, it was very much like I'm having these thoughts, but I'll bloody deal with it later. And what was it that made you finally deal with those thoughts? Oh, I uh, moved to London and fell in love with a straight girl. Even then, I was like, oh, I'm straight, but she, she's an exception and we'll get married and oh, she never had a partner either. So again, I had so much other things to deal with in terms of moving to London, getting a new job, making new friends, that I thought, yeah, she's in love with me, I'm in love with her, but we'll address the feelings in about five years, easy. And then five years came around and she got a boyfriend and uh, that broke my heart. But it was really the push I needed to go, wait a minute, I've been putting all my lesbian thoughts and feelings into her. I've been going, oh, I really fancy Eva Mendes, but because she looks a bit like her, whereas when the girl got a boyfriend, I was like, oh no, wait, I do actually fancy even and her and her and her. I think it's a journey that a lot of people go through, but I thought I was bisexual. And then one day my friend said to me, just tell me one guy you've ever fancied. And I went, oh, um, 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 <laughs> uh, well, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gay, I'm gay, so it was, uh, Slow process, but yeah, classic, got my heart broken, and then what I shit, I need to tackle this head on. And yeah, I came out to friends and family when I was 27 which is only four years ago, but I tell you, I've never been happier and I'm so grateful and glad that I can be my true authentic self. It's amazing. It is. It's really amazing, sweetheart. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's lovely. I'm sorry you got your heart broken. It is the story of my life that I'm just the most romantic person 
in the world like to my own detriment that I just fall in love so quickly, usually with friends. And then I just get so scared that I'm like, okay, I won't tell them and I'll be secretly in love with them for about five years. It's really bad. <laughs> I think a lot of us do this a lot of especially like gay women by women a lot of us fall for our friends there's a million things that I love about being gay mm. but one of my favourite things is just that emotional connection you get when it's two women and I do think you can find that in a heterosexual relationship. But yeah, for me, when you get two women together, the emotions are crazy high, which can be dangerous. But it can also be so powerful. And yeah, I love it. Good. And you must be now, Rosie, like being this super successful comedian, you must be surely raking the girls in. Like, does this make you a big hit with the ladies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a word, yeah, and I love it, and it's, it's really flattering, but I, I do find it a little bit weird. I did a gig recently, it was a good gig, I did all right. And I came off stage five girls were lining up to give me their number. Like, and that before comedy never happened. I don't know how I feel about it because when I'm on stage, I am absolutely myself, but it is a version of myself. I'm probably a bit more arrogant, a bit more cocky, a bit more confident and very sexual on stage and I worry that they want to date that and not the person who comes home is crazy excited to open a packet of hula hoops get in bed and play some candy crush because I feel like they want to take the performer and maybe not the basically I worry that I'm a little bit boring in real life. And people will be like, oh, all she does is read. It's funny to think of, like, it's great to get attention, but I don't know if it's genuine. You are very confident and very 
horny and very outspoken on stage, which is fantastic and we love it. But obviously you've got, you know, other sides to you. But I would say this, like as a lesbian, nothing I love more than like, you know, getting in bed with some hula hoops and a lovely girlfriend. Like, <laughs> you know, we like that as well. Oh, baby, don't <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's in day in apps that also interesting. I get in an app, but basically, if you're in your late 20s or early 30s in London and you're gay by readers who are on hinge who are on the apps who are queuing up at your gigs you yeah. just like rosie you're great and everything but a little bit shit <laughs> yeah yeah no what that's a problem with me but all i need is a little bit of nagging and i am yours you should try and fix that, love, because that's not good <laughs> to be looking for a woman who's going to be mean to you, love. You're fantastic. You should have someone who treats you well. But, okay, I can see maybe there's an appeal there. Okay. We'll deal with it at the next process. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you've been on dating apps like Hinge and stuff. Is there a special woman in your life at the moment? No, no. I'm definitely having fun and I'm going on dates. And luckily there isn't a great crush of my life right now. Which is actually quite freeing. I'm annoying in that work right now comes first. And I had a great day last week. And she said to me, Oh, um, one day free for a second day, and I had to be like, look in the third <laughs> week in January. <laughs> I got to work out my work dating balance. But hey, I'm having fun. Good, good. I'm glad you're having fun. And the girls that do catch your eye, is your type Eva Mendes then? Is that kind of who you go for? Well, recently, somebody asked me who my type was. 
and I was a little brunette, funny, great clothing choice, friendly, white. I think my type is me. <laughs> It's good to be confident. It's good to, you know, celebrate yourself. And yours one, a nice girl who I can go for dinner with and have a good giggle. Myself. <laughs> well, you know you're going to be a great day, don't you? You know you're going to have a laugh with yourself, for goodness yeah. sake. That's it. I, I ain't looking at past relationships. I don't have a physical type, but I've always had this is how much of a nightmare I am. They've always been more listeners than talkers. Because I, I bloody do a lot of talking. That's what you need. You need a sexy audience member. <laughs> Very sexy audience member. Easy. She's got to be out there, honey. I'm sure. I'm sure she's out there. Yeah, it's yes. I will always value work and I think the love of my life will always be my comedy and my work because I'm so proud of what I'm doing right now so I just love to meet somebody who had that same work ethic. There'd be nothing sexier than me falling for a girl. And now I go, can I see you? And she's like, yeah, I really like you, but I'm away with work. Being the best I can be for the next three weeks. And I'll be like, yeah, you do you, I'll do me. And then if we really like each other, you can always make it work. Definitely. Definitely. Rosie, do you remember the first time you ever kissed a woman and what that was like? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. So, I said I didn't come out till I was 27. Actually, my best friend told me I was getting when we were 17. So 10 years before, I had a best friend called Nick. And at school, we were inseparable. And because he was a boy and I was a girl, Everyone was like, you will get married. And it was never like that. And one drunken night, Nick said to me, I'm gay. And I said, amazing, I love you. Thank you for telling me. And Nick said, you're gay too. Nick knew. Yeah, yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah. 
but I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Cut to 10 years later, Nick was living in London with me. He was out and very big in the drag scene. So I used to go to gay bars all the time. I was never sat in the corner going, oh, I'm gay, but I can't do anything. It was always like, I'm out with it, we're getting on it and we're partying. But one night, post heartbreak, I sat down and I went, Nick, I think I'm gay. And Nick went, I told you, <laughs> years ago. Mm. And I went, yeah, 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 whatever. And they said, okay, what's your time? I said, little. Brunette, pretty, uh, funny, and Nick was like, what, her? And we turned to the bar, and there was literally the girl of the dreams stood at the bar, like, like she come down from God for me. I don't know how I was that confident. Just needed to be myself. So I walked up, chatted to her, and she was great, lovely, and so funny. I kissed her and like I never got her number, I can't remember her name, but it was what I needed. Mm -hmm. It was the first kiss at uni whenever I had a game thought or I felt sad, I would go out and kiss older boys uh, because that was me going, I'm not gay. I just got up with four guys last week and that one kid with a girl made me go, oh, this is how you're meant to feel when you kid someone. <laughs> it sounds like something out of a film. It sounds just perfect. I love it. Yeah, she said she was with a friend. But when I told her she was just at the bar on her own waiting for me to go up and kiss her. That's lovely, isn't it? That's fantastic. What a great first kiss story. Pod Diva. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Diva. Rosie, I feel like I'm using all of our interview time just basically to ask you about your love life. <laughs> we set the tone at the beginning. So I'd love to ask you as well, Rosie. So something that's so fabulous among the many fabulous things about you that we don't often see in the media, like a disabled woman, a disabled gay woman, being open about her sexuality, being open about, you know, having sexual appetites fancying people like so often it's this desexualized portrayal what do you think about that about the way that people are portrayed in media yeah i i wear a hat on my sleeve and i nothing is off limits in terms of my love life and my sex life and <laughs> sometimes I do things up maybe I should shut up because actually at this point my mum and my nana probably know a bit too much but actually, for me, growing up, I never saw anyone disabled on screen. On the few occasions, they were victims or they were angelic creatures and no point were they people who had partners, who had sexual desires, um, who were pricks. So I remember literally Googling uh, can you be disabled and gay? Because, because I have never seen it. So when I became a comedian and when I got a platform, it was so important for me to talk about having sexual desires and going on dates and having my heart broken and probably being addicted to <laughs> other girls because I am disabled but like everyone else, I am flawed. I have sexual desires and I just want people to know that just because a person is disabled, it doesn't mean that not a human being. Definitely. Well said. Absolutely agree. And that seems to be like a theme in your work is that you're providing in a really hilarious, gorgeous, authentic way, the representation that we haven't seen enough of and that when you were growing up, you didn't get to see. That's it. That's it. I 
really wish there had been somebody on TV when I was growing up that I could go, oh, my gay, oh, that's like me. And I think if I had had that kind of representation, I definitely would have come out a lot earlier. So yeah, if I can help one person to be the true authentic self they are, I'll be happy. Very, very, very good. Oh, Rosie, I just fall more and more, more and more at your feet, but you don't even like that. You like girls who make you have a blown it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Oh, my goodness. So something else that's amazing that I've got to talk to you about is the fact that not only are you funny, but you you go on things like bloody question time and you talk about real serious things. How did you feel going to such a serious arena compared to normally, obviously, you're doing comedy, which is a very different environment? That's a tricky and it's an ongoing process because when I started comedy, I was aware that I was one of a few disabled comedians out there. And I thought that people would expect me to talk on behalf mm. of disabled people. And I never wanted that. I always speak on myself. I think it will be very wrong and arrogant of me to go out there and go, here's the consensus mm. of all disabled people everywhere. Every single disabled person is different. Mm. I always said I only speak for myself. But um, I think when you get a platform and a following, it, it changes slightly. And although I still don't talk for all disabled people, I am now aware that I've got a lot of people listening. And certainly during the pandemic, I don't feel like anybody was speaking for disabled people and we were being ignored and overlooked by society when the opportunity to do questions arose. I felt like it was a great chance to be like, right, I need you to know how hard it is. It's so important for me to not only tell jokes about dating and my boobs, and how boring my parents are. It's just as important to make a difference. 
branch and makes a salutary a better place. What is so good about my job right now is I don't need to choose whether I'm a comedian or a campaigner. Mm. I can do both at the same time. That is so, so important to me. You do it absolutely beautifully. So, Rosie, my love, sometimes because you do go on TV, you do go on stage and you talk about these things, which is really brilliant that you're doing that. You get some horrible people being awful on the internet, trolling. Like, how do you feel about that element of it all and the online trolls? Unfortunately, I think it comes with a job. Mm. And unfortunately, even out of the online world, if I walk up the street, people will verbally abuse me even now. Mm. And so the fact that I get ableist and homophobic abuse in the real world is no surprise on social media that is a hundred times worse because you got the anonymity of people um, but with both real life and the online world you got to believe that you're doing the right thing I am proud to be disabled I'm proud to be gay and I stand by all my political beliefs. So as long as you can say, have I done the right thing for me? You just got to ignore the tweets and the comments because that is their problem and their prejudice. It is nothing to do with me. 100% Rosie, 100% with you. Rosie, I'm aware that I'm monopolising your time because I'm just enjoying our date so much. Well, I want to ask you about your gorgeous book. So I know that you've got The Amazing Idiot Cart is out and there's another another follow-up coming. Tell me about that. Yeah, is a children's book about a girl with cerebral palsy who starts secondary school. And it's that time where everyone has a boyfriend. At the end, spoiler alert, she finds a girl. Love it. I mean, I don't know where I came <laughs> up with that idea. The second book is picking right up from the end of the first book. And it's just about Edie's adventures with her old friends and her new friends living her best 12-year-old life. Gorgeous. And why did you want to write children's books? I think it comes about to representation again of 
God will not. I love you, Aiden, and I would inhale books, but I never saw a disabled main character, and that was quite demoralizing because even though I was proud of who I was, um, books and media kept telling me that I wasn't good enough to have my story told. So yeah, I wrote it. Edie was 25 years in the making, mm. but I wrote her to show that disabled characters can absolutely be the hero of the story. Very, very good. It's very exciting. Congratulations. How amazing to have a book that you've written that people are reading. Wonderful. And uh, it's the thing that I'm most proud of. Oh, Rosie, Rosie, Rosie. <laughs> it's, it's every time you do this that gets me when you lean into the camera. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Rosie. <laughs> Uh, because you're the cover star for Diva's Queer Joy issue, I'd love to ask you a few questions just about things that bring you queer joy. So, Rosie, what is your favourite gay anthem? I have a real good dance Young... What do you call young cat Humphrey? Can that be a queer anthem? A hundred percent. I love this girl. Anything this girl when I'm in my kitchen dancing around a young cat's run free just makes me feel free and alive. Oh, I love that song. I mean, Rosie, here I am, so much in common. Love a bit of disco, love a bit of Young Hearts Run Free. Can't beat it. Oh, don't say, when are we getting <laughs> Very soon, very soon. Um, what's your favourite swear word? Cunt. <laughs> Obviously. For so many reasons. Mm. Firstly, it's the only word that still has that shock factor. And um, in my hour show, I do swear a lot, but every swear word is for a reason. I never swear for the sake of it. And in my hour show, I let myself have one cut because if you place that word at the perfect point, you can really grab the audience and you they go, did she really say that? Yeah, she did. Being northern, mm. there's something beautiful about that. Oh, oh. Sound. I cannot stand a Londoner saying I can't. No, no, you need that ground. Oh, 
Oh, that's what makes it amazing. Also, the current is the best thing in the world. So <laughs> it's a no-brainer. It is. The power of a well-timed earthy cunt. Lovely. Love it. Every time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is your favourite queer TV show or film? So boring for the L word. Of course it is. I remember watching it for the first time when I was a teenager so I would watch it and be like I don't know why I like this <laughs> but I do um, and I think since then I've watched it um, four times the whole way through when I've First watch I didn't fancy anyone until Carmen. Now last year in lockdown, and you know what? And now we're back. And now we're back, girl. So it's so funny how you. My taste has changed that I become more confident in who I am. Oh, I'm with you. Beck Porter all the way. Yeah, she's my first lady. She's fantastic, isn't she? I went from Carmen to Dana. Oh, Dana. Rosie, who's your favourite queer author? Because I know you love books and you are obviously a queer author yourself. I judge in Hale, Sarah Waters. Also, I feel like that taps into everything about me in that I'm a little bit of a history nerd as well and then actually know the romantic side of me forbidden love in world war two yes <laughs> sign me up i agree she's just fantastic isn't she Oof, love a bit of tip in the velvet, love a bit of the night watch. Good filthy titles. Yeah, it's so good. And it's that thing of, yeah, I think I, I read tip in the velvet again when I was closeted and I remember reading it. Like in secret, Sarah Waters <laughs> all over my bookcase. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Oh, Rosie, I could just talk to you all day, but I understand oh. you're a. <laughs> Shall we? Should we just stay on the Zoom? Let's just keep Zooming, you know? <laughs> Is there, Rosie, is there anything that I've not asked you about that you would like to talk about or that you'd like to tell the readers of Diva magazine that we haven't covered? No, I, I think you've absolutely nailed it. I think it's been a great interview slash date. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQI plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.